1: A weekly look at religion and spirituality here at home and around the world. Now, here's your host, Martin Tanner. Welcome. This is Religion Today. I'm your host, Martin Tanner. I am thrilled to be doing this show today because I have... Two of my friends in studio with me who I've known for years, and this is going to be a wonderful subject. I have Sarah Hines and her husband, Brent Hines, who are involved in a unique kind of research. As many of you who listen will know, I enjoy near-death experiences and related subjects. Sarah and her husband, Brent, have been involved in research into pre-birth experiences Sarah wrote a book with her husband called Life Before Life, and they've written several others. It's a fascinating subject area, and it's amazing how many stories they have found. And they're here to talk about their books and their research and a fabulous new movie that is right around the corner in a couple of days. So welcome to KSL Studios. Thank you. Thank you for being here.
2: Thank you so much for the invitation. We're delighted to be back with you, Martin.
3: Yes,
1: thank you, Martin. It's a pleasure to have you, and thank you so much for being here. So you have been doing research, we were talking about this before we got on the air this morning, for three decades plus. This is
2: true, yes. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. So this, this is different research from just normal near-death experiences, if you can call a near-death experience normal, because it's not what happens so much after you die that you're focused on. Help people who are listening who say pre-birth experience. What, what is that? What have you been studying? Help people understand and, and grasp how, um, how your research has been molded, what you're focusing on.
2: Well, the pre-birth experiences actually look at it as the bookend of the near-death experience. Together, they make it complete, understanding the soul's origin and the soul's destiny. Um, but as a young mother, I had uh, dreams and special experiences with my children before they were born and conceived. And I began to wonder, do other mothers and fathers have this so I began to reach out and collect stories, and there are several kinds of pre-birth experiences. The first one we studied is the announcing dream, which is in sociology books, basically, um, but it had not been studied, per se, through research or through case studies. As we began to collect stories, we noticed that 67% of these experiences came to mothers,
3: 30... percent to fathers. Yes. 24% of our early sample, which was selected from uh, almost 100 cases, 24% to grandparents, siblings, and others.
1: One would assume, as the name applies at the announcing dreams, is that somehow in a dream, the birth of a child is announced before it happens.
2: Yes. Go into some detail here. Well, and the often the characteristics of the child, the personality of the child, the child will often announce their name that they would like to be called while they're here on the earth. They're eager to come. They want to be with the family. And there are people who actually have visions of seeing these children in their home as well. And little siblings can see these souls waiting to be born. And sometimes they visit little children. We call them um, playmates from heaven because little children will report to their parents. Like a story I have here from Elder Neil Maxwell that he told in A Fireside of... um, children usually five or under who are having you know an experience where a visitation from a sibling who is waiting to be born
1: very neat you want to share that experience now yes feel of course, free this is great
2: we all love how neil maxwell wrote and and spoke and and so you almost have to have to hear this story in his own words so he tells the story of nan and Dan Barker of Arizona were not able to have biological sons and daughters. They felt blessed to adopt four children, and they felt their family was complete. Then one day their three-year-old son said, Mommy, there's another little girl who is supposed to come to our family. The mother said, in effect, We're already so blessed to have all of you. The boy continued, she has dark hair and dark eyes, and she lives a long way from here. The mother asked, How do you know this? To which the boy replied, Jesus told me, Upstairs. To which the mother replied, We don't have any upstairs. (laughs) The parents, being taught by the child, got in touch with an international adoption agency. Today, Nan and Dan Barker have added a fifth child to their family, a little girl with dark hair and dark eyes, from Kazakhstan of the former Soviet Union.
1: Fascinating story. Great story. So how many experiences, pre-birth experiences, have have you had, and what different forms do they take? We discussed this again a bit before we were on the air, and... And Brent, you had this all broken down into different areas, which I thought was quite fascinating. We've got the um, dreams that that have been the enunciating dreams, uh, but there are other ways and different kinds of of genres of these pre-birth experiences.
3: Correct. Uh, From the earliest sample, uh, I spent uh, a three-day weekend – and went through 57 of these cases, and I, I came up with the uh, statistics that um, the types of uh, experiences include visions, dreams. I had 16 pre-born beings witnessed in dreams. 20, uh, there was a voice that was uh, heard. 13 they were announced through telepathy. A very interesting statistic is that 29 reported an escort to Earth. Three were uh, through abortion. Several had playmates from heaven. uh, Several really cute stories are where uh, unborn souls get their parents together so they can get married and then the unborn can come and join the family. Uh, one other very uh, interesting area is two reported speaking a former uh, former language before a different language before coming to Earth. When you talk about a former language, you're talking about a pre Earth life language. Exactly. Yes.
1: <laughs> wow, that's amazing. So you have all these categories. How do you go about doing research? I mean, without re- revealing any trade secrets oh. here, but what 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 do you do? Do these experiences just come to you, or people learn that you're doing this kind of work now and 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 contact you?
2: Yes, it's amazing when we speak uh, a conference, or we've spoken at colleges and universities, and uh, several Ions, you know, chapters as well. We have so many people coming with stories that we can hardly. Um, you, you you need a secretary there to help you catch the stories and the information.
1: Fascinating. And if somebody wants to share a story with you, they can go to com. or how would they reach you?
2: That would be perfect. My email perfect. is there, sarah at
1: com. Sarah at com. When we come back from our break, we're going to talk about their books and also about A new movie on this subject. You can hardly find a movie on near-death experiences. Well, you can't find any movies other than this one about pre-birth life and uh, pre-birth experiences. This is a fascinating, fascinating subject. My guests in studio are Brent and Sarah Hines, who are the authors of Life Before Life and a number of other books and who have produced a new film – that's coming out in a few days called Remembering Heaven. More about that when we come back. Stay tuned. I'm Martin Tanner. This is Religion Today.
2: Religion Today with Martin Tanner continues on
1: KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We're back. I'm Martin Tanner. This is Religion Today. If you have a question or a comment about this show or any other show, or if you have a religious question, feel free to send me an email. Send it to martinstanner at gmail.com, and I'll be happy to respond. It's again my pleasure to have in studio today Sarah and Brent Hines, who are here to talk about their research about pre-birth visions and dreams and related amazing phenomenon which they have published in several books but now let's talk about your film this is sort Mm -hmm. of the the real purpose of of your visit today other than to, to give some people some information about your research tell people about your film
2: well we always knew there'd be a film it just took 30 years to put it together but hey it's okay to do things when you're a little older. Um, the film is really just magnificent. We have, oh, about eight or nine case studies or people telling their personal story on film. We also have um, scholars, Dan Peterson, Terrell Givens, Martin Tanner, and we also have the research element that we bring in, that Brent and Sarah bring in as well, how we go about and... Um, you know the categories that we have and and really how it's the the study is just growing and growing
1: so if someone sees the film you've got research you also interview people who have learned about children who have not been born in their near death experiences exactly. and i guess maybe what i'm trying to draw out here is that in addition to the research you have people who have had this kind of experience talk a bit about that
2: Yes, we we chose um, we chose these people. I think through mostly through prayer. <laughs> Many of them we didn't know, but we did interview them before we filmed. Just have some incredible, beautiful, pure stories about children. Um, perhaps the one who is you know a stillborn child who appeared to a woman and. Um, let the mother know that she was okay through her her appearance. We have a woman who has adopted children and received her two adopted children in an incredibly remarkable way. We'll just have to leave that up to you, how, how they came about. You know, how these children come into our lives, it's, it's really the hand of God moving through adoption. I just truly feel that. And The right child is brought to that family. And a lot of these come through dreams and visions. And then we have um, a dear lady who um, was expecting and found out she was, you know, had an illness. Um, But that baby was born, and uh, it's quite a a miraculous story there. So each story is, every story I ever hear, Martin, is very unique and very special.
1: You shared one from um elder neil a maxwell
2: as as we know in the near death study and it's quite i think well known um when we die people or other people in the room or often we'll see uh those that are waiting for that loved one those on the other side to escort them you know into heaven but we've learned that when we come to earth there are escorts that bring us to earth as well and um This one little story that I love, we often tell it, and this is in the mother's own words. I was putting three-year-old Johnny to bed when he asked for a bedtime story. For the past few weeks, I'd been telling him of the adventures of his great-great-grandfather, a colonizer, a soldier, a community leader. As I started another story, Johnny stopped me and said, No, tell me about Grandpa Robert. I was surprised this was my grandpa. I hadn't told stories of him, and I couldn't imagine where Johnny had heard his name. He had died before I ever married. How do you know about Grandpa Robert? I asked. Well, Mama, he said reverently, he's the one who brought me to Earth.
1: What a great story. If you want to hear about these kinds of experiences, you should go see the film. Yes. Remembering Heaven. If you're interested in seeing the film, how can someone... Find out uh, about tickets and tell people where um, where they can go see it.
2: Yes, thank you. Our website, sarahinds.com, um, on the front page, has every way you can buy tickets. We're in 14 theaters throughout Utah starting May 6th. And you can buy tickets, you can pick your seating, and uh, we would love for you to... Um, to order your tickets and to come because this film truly is life-changing. Uh, people often are quite emotional at the end and um, because the story really touches hearts. And teenagers, my teenage grandchildren, love this film.
1: Beautiful film. Sarah Hines, S-A-R-A-H-H-I-N-Z-E dot com. Correct. Correct. Sarah dot this will be in theater starting May 4th as the premiere, but right after that, you can get tickets from Providence in the north down to St. George in the south, all kinds of places in between, Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah County, and so forth.
2: Yeah, we're um, basically at Cinemark and Megaplex theaters.
1: So check out Cinemark and, and Megaplex theaters. I, I think that would be absolutely a wonderful experience for anyone who's, who's interested in our connection with the pre-earth life and the life after. When we sit here, we often in this life think, God, that pre-earth life, that was a long time ago. It's all done because we're ready to, to move on. But for many, many people, that's still where they are, and they are waiting to come.
2: Absolutely, And as we've lectured in New York City and other areas, people do not know they come from God. And we return to God at death. That's the beauty of it. So the film really illustrates that through the stories, and they're very inspiring.
1: Brent, you had a story you wanted to share, I think, or maybe some other things too. I
3: I first wanted to make the point that, uh, to our amazement, this film has won first place in four film festivals so far, Uh, and it's won the People's Choice Award. Now, I have a a little story here from—many of you may recall Richard Dreyfuss, an Oscar-winning actor. Uh, In 1982, he was a full-blown addict. He was into cocaine and alcohol and uh, everything, and he crashed his Mercedes convertible and ended up in the hospital. When he woke up, the first thing he did was call his drug dealer— and as they were visiting, Richard noticed a little girl. He didn't know where she came from, he just couldn't shake her image. The next day when he woke up, the little girl was still there, and gradually he began to see more and learn more about her. She was wearing horn-rimmed glasses, looked about eight years old, had a pink and white dress. Dreyfus was released from the hospital, Uh, went to court on a DUI and drug possession, and that little girl never left. First she was eight, then she was eight with glasses, then she was eight in a pink and white dress, then she was dressed in black shiny shoes. I didn't know who she was. I did not have a daughter. And then somehow the message came across to me that she was my future daughter. And as soon as I figured that out, she disappeared. It had such an impact on my life that I went home that night and ritualistically poured everything out that was addictive. I went the next night to my first serious recovery meeting. I sobered up November nineteenth, 1982. My daughter was born November nineteenth, 1983, Exactly one year later, she wears now she wears horn-rimmed jack glasses, uh, but she wouldn't be caught dead in a pink skirt. Wonderful story.
1: And we're out of time, but I encourage everyone to go to SarahHines.com, take a look at her wonderful books that she's written with her husband, Brent. Please go see Remembering Heaven. It's a delightful film about a fascinating topic, which you will never have seen in a film before, because this is the first in a genre. It's opening in a number of theaters, but you can find all of those. It's opening in Utah in just a few days. Go to com. I'm Martin Tanner. This is Religion Today. Brent and Sarah, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much.
0: Our pleasure.